1: everyone and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, what an episode do I have for you today. If you are like me, you have been obsessed with watching The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. All 6 episodes of this docu-series are available now. They're streaming on Max and this case is just so crazy. I really can't get over it. So, I am featuring today the legal analyst or legal expert that is on this docu-series, Beth Karras, she's on a million other ones as well. You can see her on Oxygen, and I I just love her. I mean, she just pops up everywhere to me because I watch a lot of true crime, so I see her a lot. So I'm very, very excited to have her on the show. And if you haven't been watching The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, I'm just going to give you a quick little rundown. So in 2010, Ukrainian-born uh, orphan Natalia Grace, she has a form of dwarfism. Um, you know, if you look at her, she she definitely is, is very small, but she has uh, something wrong with her feet and her hands as well. I put it in the show notes exactly what it's called. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it. But anyway, she was adopted by Michael and Christine Barnett, Again in 2010 and a few months later they started noticing some things that were odd to them like Christine was giving Natalia a bath and they noticed that she had pubic hair and she was supposedly only six and then a few months later they found like period underwear And then a few months after that, they, you know, got her together with another little girl that was six and had the same form of dwarfism that she had. And they just realized that Natalia looked a lot bigger than her. Okay, so you have to watch this documentary because nothing. is proven so to speak like it's not proven that Natalia is actually way older than she said she was I'm still very confused by this Michael and Christine Barnett essentially were charged with child endangerment and I don't want to get into why wa- I mean you know what whatever I will so they at one point decided that she was 22 they had a judge re-age her and I still don't understand how this works. I mean, they they kind of skip through it in the documentary like they didn't take her to a doctor that I saw or maybe they did. But, you know, because I would assume that if you're doing this, uh, you know, when a judge is going to re age you, they have to have a lot of medical records. But they didn't really talk about that in the documentary. So anyway, they re-aged her and then put her in an apartment by herself. So they're like, oh yeah, she's 22. So they essentially dumped her off in a two-story walk-up, which is incredibly hard for a little person. And, you know, maybe gave her groceries like once a month. And then it Eventually, somebody called Child Protective Services because they're like, I think there's a little person living here who kind of never showers, never changes her clothes, seems to smell. I mean, it's just it's really sad. And I I talk a lot uh, about this with Beth because I really wasn't impressed with the parents, even if Natalia was a total... Crazy psycho, like they said. I mean, get her some help. Have her talk to a psychiatrist or something. This girl was just just screaming for attention. It's it's truly, truly sad. But anyway, you'll understand a bit more. Number one, if you watch it. Number two, if you listen to my interview with Beth Karras that I'm about to play right now.
0: Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain, but it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. The stress and crowds of holiday shopping can put a damper on your holiday spirit, and you don't always find all the perfect gifts you're looking for. The Virginia Lottery's Games make easy and tremendously fun gifts for all the adults in your life, even you. Celebrate the season of gifting with Virginia Lottery Scratchers and online instant games. For more info, visit valottery.com slash holiday.
1: Okay, everyone. I am here with legal expert Beth Karras, who, in my opinion, was the absolute voice of reason on this docu series. So, Beth, welcome to Lauren Interviews. Thanks for joining me.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me.
1: Of course. Now, I am still so confused about Natalia Grace, this whole case. I mean, I don't know where you stand at this point, but I feel very just uncomfortable. I feel like it's not it's not settled, right?
2: That's okay that you feel that way. A lot of people feel the way you feel, me included. And that is because not everything is known yet. Mm. At the time the series was produced and and aired, well, at the time it was produced, the trials were still upcoming and there was a gag order and documents could not be disclosed. Not everything was known um, and more is coming to light. Uh, that's all I can say is more information has been released, revealed and is being reviewed now. So I'm hoping that in the future questions that you have will be answered. But there's, there's a real arc, you know, in this story. And by the end, you know, you kind of begin it thinking, ah, she's an adult masquerading as a child. And at the end, it's just a real question about that. Like, is she really a child who's abused and being forced to act like an adult when she doesn't really have the skills? So uh, viewers have to make up their own minds, but there are a lot of questions we all have, including me still.
1: Okay. That's, that's interesting to know. And I'm going to be honest. I actually, from the start, I felt really bad for Natalia. I, I have to say this and you don't have to say anything about this. I don't want you to be put on the spot, but Michael Barnett, I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Anybody who can sort of get a, I don't want to say I can read people, right? Cause I don't have this, this gift of reading people, but I do have eyes and I do have a brain and I'm like, something's wrong with this guy. This guy is very off-putting and, and I just felt like if he's the good guy and they're showing this footage of him, the way he speaks to her, that's horrible. I mean, the gaslighting and they didn't have the term gaslighting then, right? The gaslighting that they do to this, this child, I'm going to call her a child is just so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. And I think you probably would agree with that. Whether or not it's an adult or a teen, whatever, it's not right.
2: So a lot of people agree with you, and I will say that regardless of whether or not you believe that Natalia was a child or an adult, when she was put in her own apartment, two different apartments, one in 2012, one in 2013, the second one was farther away. That was the place that Christine said was a white trash area, Lafayette, (laughs) and nobody would care. But regardless of her age, she has a disability. And I'm not talking about being a little person as a disability. I'm talking about the, the uh, problems with her hips and her feet. And this was an, a, a, a sp- specific type of dwarfism that she has. She needed an apartment to be modified to suit her being a little person plus this additional disability. She was put in two different apartments that were made for somebody who was not a little person. So the high counters and the toilet that's high and the washing machine and the stove, you know, that are high, you know, with, with with their dials and their faucets and stuff. She needed modification. The second apartment had 16 stairs. She had to scale it was on the second floor. Are you kidding me? I mean, that, that's not that's not right to do to a person with her disability, regardless of her age. But if you believe she was a child on top of it, what child? at eight, nine, and 10, knows how to fend for themselves and operate an apartment and pay their bills and call for help and make appointments and go shopping and do their wash and their personal hygiene. I mean, she needed to be taught these things. It was assumed that when a judge with a stroke of a pen changed her age from eight to 22, that all of a sudden she had all the knowledge of an adult. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, with that signature by the judge on his order natalia became eligible to drink drive and vote and if she really was a child that's crazy
1: yeah yeah no i agree with you and uh essentially at one point michael admitted to police that maybe she was 16 when they put her in the apartment and he still didn't he was found not guilty of the child endangerment. And now Christine, you know, had beat the living crap out of her admittedly, you know, or, or she didn't deny it, you know, made her stand against the wall while she soiled herself and, and had her sleep outside. And yet she was also found not guilty of child endangerment. And, and I, I don't well- understand.
2: Well, Christine's case was dismissed, right? So she never right. even went before okay. a jury. And keep yes. in mind that a finding of not guilty by a jury is not a finding of innocence, right? I mean, in this case, right? It's just there's yeah. reasonable doubt. Jurors did not think there was proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And for anyone who has finished the series, there there's there's a little interview from the jury foreperson mm-hmm. at the end who says something very telling. I mean, do you, can I say? Yeah, go ahead. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen it. All right. So, yeah. um, this jury four person said that everyone, 100% of the jurors, 12 jurors, believed Michael was guilty, was like responsible for neglect. But the way the case was charged and the way in the, the instructions the judge gave them, they felt they had to acquit him. Now, I don't really know what that means because the charges were neglect, abandonment of a dependent person uh, and, and jurors must have felt well i'm thinking that they felt there was enough evidence that she was independent that she wasn't dependent on them um you know that she still managed to survive in these these apartments by herself you know so maybe there was just reasonable doubt um had they known that age was a dispute i suspect that it would have been a very different verdict
1: Right. And I think that's where I was confused. I was like, well, maybe they think that they're guilty, but she's not a child. So they don't think that that's a bad thing. But it's like you said, a dependent person. There's no doubt in my mind that she clearly needs lots and lots of help. I mean watching this, my husband was coming in and out of the room when I would be watching this. And he's like, this is so wrong. How do you watch this? Because he's like, it's generally, it's like, it's abuse of, of a little person and, and regardless of her age. And I, they didn't really go into detail in the documentary, but the re-aging, I mean, I would assume for a judge to re-age someone, you have to have a lot of medical records and support to back that up. And they did not even say that they took her to a doctor after they, found the pubic hair or she had her period. They didn't say any of this. So I'm like, where are these claims coming from?
2: So, I mean, my understanding is that a lot of information wasn't available because there were charges pending at the time this was made. And so the information okay. is coming from Michael. And Christine wasn't cooperating with the project. So it's it's a lot of what Michael has to say. and To the, um, to the extent we could, we challenged Michael on what was known. But all I can say is more has been released and revealed uh recently even since the series has uh aired so more will come to light and you just have to stay tuned
1: okay oh that's good that's good because i right now i don't oh this is gonna sound horrible i just don't feel bad for michael and christine i i feel badly in this sense from a human perspective that their marriage didn't work out their the kids don't talk to him and he lost everything but even somebody said it one of the one of the um commentators kind of said and she's like i'm a little person i don't understand why they wouldn't either call the police go to the doctor get her some some therapy or you know it's just it's crazy because this this young girl natalia clearly is crying for help. I mean, the way she would call 911 and say that she was going to, it was, I don't have a psychology degree. And I was like, she's screaming for attention. She gets no attention from anyone. And that's all she wants. That's all she wanted from her parents. But I do find these, these two adults to be very, very twisted.
2: A lot of people who have seen the series have also commented on, on social media that They wonder, they're questioning whether or not she suffered, this is Natalia, from Mm -hmm. an attachment disorder, RAD, is that reactive attachment disorder, when a child doesn't attach, you know, as an infant, you know, to an adult and they have a hard time. I mean, I don't, I'm not a psychologist, I don't don't understand RAD, I have to learn about it too, but she was given up and put in an orphanage and we don't know what happened in the first four years of her life or however many years she was there. The records say she was there four years before the New Hampshire family adopted her and then she was six when the Barnetts adopted her, from the Sicconis. Mm-hmm. But um, she may suffer from this attachment disorder because she would never bonded with uh, she was a hundred percent, you know, dependent infant who never had somebody to bond with. And that may explain some of her behavioral problems. Again, I don't know everything yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting, during the course of um, the making of the series, you know I was brought in to do some analysis and raise questions, anticipating what the viewers may be uh, yeah. asking and wondering. But I, I wasn't doing the deep dive into the records at the same time. They gave me what the producers gave me what they wanted me to see for my analysis. So I went on the journey with the viewer. So when my uh, I'd say my head is spinning, I mean yeah. it was because <laughs> yeah. I I sat down several times. I'm going through what you were going through. Totally. Basically in in, in in like in real time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, as you're watching it, you're like, wait, what? You know, you get to a point where you're like, what the, what do they want us to think? I'm getting confused here because it's right. it's all over the place. It's like right. I just don't, but in a good way, right? In a in a totally good way. I I Go
2: ahead. (laughs) It's very thought provoking. And I'm and that's, you know, what I I think one of the goals was for people to see this is this was a real case. This Mm -hmm. is the justice system at work Um, and, um, you know, a closed adoption, an international adoption. It just raises a lot of issues about things that we don't. I mean I'm always doing murder and mayhem I'm always yeah. covering murder cases yeah. and this was you know a welcome relief from you know somebody dying but <laughs> yes. um, I don't mean to be flipped because it's a very serious case but um, it it also challenged me you know to look at in, into other areas and say wait a minute like what is going on here and mm-hmm. you know we're always testing people's credibility in life. We test people's credibility, right? People tell you yeah. something. It's like, oh, how do I know whether or not to believe it? You look for you look for some sort of uh, corroboration and something to back up what the person's saying. And I mean, I was doing that constantly with uh, what Natalia is saying and what Michael's saying. We did not have Christine. The only thing we have from Christine is what was provided uh, from her social media and mm-hmm. um, videos. She did issue a statement, I think, at, at some point, but she yeah. did not give her side of the story, as we all know, for this series. It, not for want of trying, she just chose not to.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's guilty. <laughs> it's just, I think that, uh, I think she's guilty and I think her husband is a, nar- a narcissist and I think that um, he has other things that I I don't have. Like I said, it's a psychology degree, but watching this guy uh, do the impression of Christine beating her, I'm like, what kind of human in their right mind would sit there and be like, let me do this for you and get like hurt his fist in the process? Like, just so strange. Like, I can't even, yeah, comprehend it. Yeah.
2: There were a real cast of characters in this. I mean, you just couldn't stop, couldn't take your eyes off it, right? You can, I mean, and next round right. is like, yes, the man in the second apartment complex who had the big belly it's like oh my gosh
1: with the hernia well I was like oh my gosh and then one of the husbands I mean I just watched he was dead in the eyes because of Natalia and and not that she did anything um harmful but just because she was such a pest to them she was just and that goes back to her just being so lonely and and just not all there
2: so if you if you look at that behavior that was in the first apartment, the mm-hmm. a ground floor apartment, so she didn't have some of the issues she had in that second apartment with right. some steps outside and then 16 stairs to the second floor. But um if you look at that behavior now mm-hmm. thinking she's a child, she didn't know her boundaries, she was hungry, she didn't know how to cook for herself. She's just walking into people's apartments and raiding their refrigerators because she's hungry. She's just a, she didn't have social skills plus she had that whatever kind of early, you know, early years at the Ukrainian orphanage. So she mm-hmm. just didn't develop socially the way the rest of us did. That's if you believe she was a child at the time. If you believe yeah. she was an adult, well, then, I mean, there's a big difference in how she looked then and how she looks today. And she today she's either 19 or 33, right? She'd be 20 mm-hmm. and 34, I think, in, um, in September, September 4th, depending on what, what you believe about the reaging. But, you know, we all change. 19 to 33 is a big jump in how we look, but it's not that major. If you look at how, what she looked like in 2012 and 13 and what she looks like today, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, it's a huge change. I mean, she also had baby teeth a couple of years before that. She had baby teeth.
1: That was huge for me when they said, wait, well, those are definitely baby teeth. And, and then, you know, they're like, now she has adult teeth. I'm like, there you go. That does not lie. I, I don't think. Um, but just to, uh, close things out here, Beth, what, what do you think we are going to hear from Natalia for the part two coming up at the end of the summer?
2: Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna speculate that we're to the extent that she can, I think, you know, I, I'm thinking we're gonna hear her side, what she remembers. Now, think about it, if she was really six, seven, eight, nine, ten when she's with the Barnetts and then abandoned, like how much do you remember of your life when you were six years old? So right. you gotta also listen to her with that. Like mm-hmm. uh, for me, my childhood is in scenes. I remember, the science fair and grammar school or a speech mm-hmm. I gave only because I won them. Right, That's why I remember them. I, well, otherwise, I wouldn't remember them. So I remember certain events. There are scenes in my head. I couldn't tell you year to year what happened to me when I was six and seven, eight and nine. Now, she may have more milestones and trauma in her life that causes things to be embedded in her brain. But I think like, if she was an adult, she should remember these things. But if yeah. she was a child, you got to you know, maybe cut her a little slack because how much can you recall? You I, was, point. So. I was
1: totally thinking that. And I hope for everyone who watches it, who's like, well, her story changed. Well, that's going to happen a lot with children. Like you just said, their story is going to change because they remember it differently. And sometimes things click for me as an adult. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not actually what was happening when, you know, this was going on when I was seven. Now it makes sense. So um I'm very anxious to see it because this has just completely kept me up at night. And I stand by the fact that I, you know, I'm team Natalia. She might be off. She might be, you know, a pest, so to speak quotes right here, air quotes, but it's not her fault. I really believe that it's not her fault. So um, anyway, Beth, where can people find you if they want to follow you?
2: So I am on Twitter at Beth Carris, just a common spelling, of my name, same thing on Facebook and Instagram. I, I'm I actually
1: follow one. you on Instagram. You're not okay, very I'm active, best- but I follow I'm you. I'm not <laughs> active. I'm I'm terrible
2: yeah. about these things. I got I I I have misposted on Instagram. I need somebody to sit there with me. I'm you know, like I No, it's, it's okay. Not my, I'm not your it's generation, okay. right? I try.
1: Well, I follow you. I like your Instagram. It's a lot of oxygen crime stuff. So if you like that yeah. stuff, you should definitely We want follow ID.
2: That. We want ID. On yes, that. ID. Yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> ID. Sorry. Wrong network. Um <laughs> But anyway, thank you so much again for joining the podcast. And My I hope pleasure. to talk to you again soon. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so wow. She said quite a few things that I was unaware of. I did not realize there is a gag order, so they couldn't disclose a lot of information. So I really look forward to Natalia Grace speaking out um, later this summer. So that will also premiere on Max or ID um, IDTV. So yeah, that was Beth. Wow. I, I stand by. I'm team Natalia. Poor thing. You guys have to watch it because I firmly believe that psychologically, this is what happens to somebody when they are abused mentally and physically so anyway it's super tragic but um you gotta watch it to to really believe it anyway thank you for listening to the lauren interviews podcast i will be back with another episode next week